So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes and Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Great, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. And the topic that you've selected for conversation today is gossip, which is something we all know we should not do. And yet it's something that all of mankind has participated in since right after Adam and Eve. So first, let's try to define it. It's idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. Now, it can range from like chit chat and small talk to hearsay and scuttlebutt and onto the more serious matters of malicious speech and defamation. We all do it for a number of different reasons. I mean, it's fun and addictive. It gives us a shot of uh, a guilty pleasure, right? We get bored. We want to entertain ourselves. We turn the TV on. We delight in the shameful stories that we watch about the rich and famous. And when we put other people down, this is a principle we know about, we feel a little bit better about ourselves. Now, even worse than all that, we, when we get mad and we crave the satisfaction of hurting somebody else, like a character assassination from afar, sniping at our own enemies when they don't even know it. So it ain't good, right, Frank? I mean, let's talk about gossip. Yeah, that's right. I mean, gossip harms three people all at once. It hurts the one who gossips, it hurts the subject of the gossip, and it hurts the person who is listening. You know, we're we're destroying the good name of another person. And the greatest external gift we have is our reputation. Right. Proverbs says a good name is more desirable than great riches. And if you destroy the reputation of another person, it's a serious sin. And and very often we don't look at it that way. And it's kind of, I think it's like an overlooked sin. Mark Twain said it takes your enemy and your friend working together to hurt you to the heart. The one to slander you and the other one to get the news to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gossip, it can turn into a big deal. I mean, first of all, it's against the eighth commandment of God, thou shalt not bear false witness. And Jesus says it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles, but what comes out of his mouth, right? Matthew 15. The habit of a habit of gossip, it sort of trains us to think badly of other people on an ongoing basis. And that in turn makes it harder for us to be charitable. Yeah, St. Saint, uh, Therese, the little flower, tells a story from her life when a fellow sister asked for volunteers to help with a project. And Therese deliberately took her time volunteering so that another sister could beat her to the help. Therese was doing this out of love for the other sister, but people noticed Therese's delay and accused her of laziness because she didn't get up right away to help. St. Therese realized then that if people could see her well-intentioned and virtuous actions as a vice, then how many times might she have misjudged others' actions as false when they were really good deeds? The less we judge the actions of other people, the less we have to gossip about in the first place. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And there's another quote in Proverbs. The words of a talebearer are like dainty morsels. They sink into one's inmost being. So here, malicious gossip is compared to like a delicious food that's swallowed and lodges in the deepest recesses of one's body. Negative comments hurt ourselves and get stuck inside of us like a virus, and they become part of us. And then we, you know, we try to disguise it, right? Uh, I'm not saying one word, and then we go on to, you know, gossip. Pat Cooper had a bit about expressions his aunts and his grandmother would use. They'd precede a rumor 
with like false restraint. Now, don't let me talk. Right. Hmm. Or you've heard these. I really shouldn't be saying anything, but and then or, or this one. You didn't hear this from me. I mean, all these way clever ways of covering it up. Yeah. Yes. And why? You know, why do we demean others? Like you said, it's because I know if I can lower another person, uh, you know, I feel as though I'm better than them. Right. You know, when a woman calls another woman caddy, she she's revealing that she knows what cattiness involves. And the judgment we make of others is in itself a condemnation of our own faults. Yeah. The gossip also, you know, you often goes into a rage when they hear that they in turn have been talked about behind their back. You know, how true is that? Yeah. OK, let's use a couple of examples. If I say to you, hey, Frank, I just heard Bill's wife is expecting another child. That's not bad news and it's not meant to hurt anybody. But if I say, I don't know if you know this, Frank, but Bill has said he doesn't want any more children. Well, that would be like careless speech or I'm starting a rumor or something. I'm damaging a friendship or a relationship with that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. St. Bernard says it's hard to tell whose sin is greater, the person gossiping or the person listening to it. He's saying that the person who listens to it, you know, is also committing a grave sin. We, we, we should say to the gospel, you, you know, I haven't heard that. You should not repeat that. Human respect is often the cause why we don't do this. We don't want to offend the person, you know, talking by walking away. Right. And the devil, once again, it makes us feel guilty, but we don't realize we're offending God. Sometimes people incite the gospel even more than, than uh, and, and, and that's even worse. Right. Proverbs says that a north wind drives away rain as a sad face drives away gossip. And that's very important. The look on your face will tell you the person and the person you're not on board with it. I yeah, think yeah. that's a good a good way to stop the person. You we all can tell when that happens. Think about the last thing a person wants to do is to talk to someone who isn't listening. We forget about that part of it too. Where yeah. we, the role we play. You know, Padre Pio has a quote. He says, "When you gossip about a person, it means that you have removed the person from your heart." But mm -hmm. be aware, when you remove a person from your heart, Jesus also goes away from your heart with that person. So the sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind somebody's back out of a bad heart, right? I mean, if my words are intended to damage a person's reputation, I have to ask myself, why, why am I being malicious? Am I hurt? Am I jealous? What's wrong with me? It's time for an examination of conscience to find out why my heart has become so hardened. Another good point from the imitation of Christ is until I learn to love silence and to love solitude, I cannot trust myself among people. This is doubly true. We're in a crowd. It is great advice. Love silence. Remember, God sees the heart of a person. We only see the face. Instead of gossiping about someone, pray for that person's intention and leave the rest up to God. It's nice. I love that. You know, the thought is that as tempting as it is to make fun of people or be judgmental about people or make stuff up or embellish negatives, it's healthier to discipline yourself, to abstain from chatter, and to learn to prefer silence to negativity or hurtful words or sin. Right, well Frank? Said. Yes, well said, D. So let's just don't do it already, I think we're trying to say. Yep. Folks, don't forget to like us and follow us and send us a note. We're getting some nice emails at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll see you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon. <laughs>